welcome to this week's episode of Unscripted Energy. I am one of your hosts, Nora Nopal, and I'm joined by my co-host, Pat Jones. Unscripted Energy is a podcast focused on the healing properties of energy work integrated in everyday things in everyday life. Unscripted because it's just that. Unscripted, unedited authenticity from two people working in the field of energy and spiritual wellness. So tune in, not just to us, but to yourself and experience unscripted energy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Unscripted Energy. We are in the final episode of season three, and I'm joined, no guest, no guest this week, but we do have my trusty co-host, Pat Jones. Pat, it's season three, episode 16. No, how can this be? Final, final episode of this season. I wonder if Miriam Webster and Spotify will have us back for a fourth season. I wonder too. <laughs> I wonder if they I know that so. they're our unofficial sponsors. I hope I hope so cuz this is the highlight of my life. Is <laughs> <laughs> I love doing it too. I I love doing it too. You know, season 4 I I talked about it in or you know, in episode 15 last week I talked about um, you know, we have some special guests coming up in season four. Yeah. Maybe we'll finally get Oprah. Maybe. Maybe season four will finally be Oprah. We can wow. hope. That's that's a, a big ask, but it, it could be. Know, we're we're putting it out there. Or maybe we'll get the lead singer from Fubs and Chubs. I don't know. I mean it could happen. I do know people in Fubs and Chubs, so I could make that happen, but Oprah, I'm hold, holding out for you. So I'm I'm speechless right now. Yeah, you're speechless right now. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we can get the the keyboardist from Fubs and Chubs. I know him too. I don't know. They popped in my head for some reason. Maybe I need to listen to some Fubs and Chubs music later. I think I'm gonna have to Google Fubs and oh, Chubs. Oh, you're gonna. You should Google no Fubs idea. and Chubs. They have a fantastic some fantastic music videos. Our local Is musicians. It? Yes. They're local. Oh, yes. Oh, I oh, didn't yes. know this. Oh, yes. You should follow Dr. Fubbs on Instagram, Me? Pat. I told you last week I don't watch the news, so I don't know much. Yeah. Do you, you, you know, um, I know you're probably familiar with his work. You know, my I've mentioned it before, my good friend Tony Schaefer, who did my videos yeah. for... Yeah, yeah, Tony's, Tony's the one of the musicians in Fubbs, in Fubbs oh, and Chubbs. Oh, well. I know. Check that out, then. Tony is fantastic. We'll have to tag Tony in this because we like to tag people when we mention them. Name dropping. Yeah. Go to Oddfellow Photography. He's awesome. There you go. Nice plug. Oddfellow Photography. Yes, he does fantastic work for all of your video and photography needs. So, yeah, yeah, we like to we like to support local, and so why not? Absolutely. He's, you know, and. And I say this with not the in not a creepy old lady kind of way because I've known Tony since he was 
since he was like four or five years old. That dates me. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's easy on the eyes, ladies. He's taken, but he's he's easy on the eyes. So he wouldn't. You could you could do worse to work with. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. And he's he's and he's just a fantastic human being. Yeah. Yeah. He's there, great. Tony. You can pay me for that plug later. I mean, yeah. you, you probably already have in videography work that you've been gracious to help us with. So, there you go. We're happy to do that. Yeah. Right. So, clubs and chubs. You learned something new today on the yeah, last I mean, episode. Out of out of that, yeah, came a plug. So good. Yeah, we're happy to help well, you. I will definitely have to um, check that out. I had no idea. Yeah, good stuff. Some well, really catchy what? tunes. Chris's favorite song is Mac and Cheese from from Fubs and Shubs. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Well, well, his nickname is Chef, so... I That's guess that true. Makes sense. That is true. So, right. I, I'm surprised you remember that, that his nickname was Chef. Yeah. My I, husband's nickname. I, I remember things. You do remember things. Okay. Wow. So, we got I'm going to... Pick a word. We we got to get going on this podcast today. Yeah. We could chat the all day. Last one of. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, uh oh. I didn't. I didn't see that she already picked the word. She pulled it right out of the bowl and said, "Uh oh." Uh, yes. <laughs> Yikes. The last. The last um, episode of season three. The word is. Mm-hmm. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Fear. Fear? Fear. As in F-E-A-R? Yes. Oh. I thought she said beer for a minute, and I thought, well. We could change it to beer. To beer. Or, or any other rhyming word. Beer, beer 30. Or I could pick another word. If no. I mean, okay. I mean, we've never done that before. We've tossed up the idea of throwing words out before, but we've never actually done it. I like the word fear, and I'll, t- and, and, and I'll tell you okay. why. I'll tell you why later. But, you know. Right. As long as you're. As long as you're good with it. I am great with the word fear. Okay. I love the All word right. fear. All right. We're going to embrace we no, it. We have no fear. No. Your unscripted energy. I have lots of fun stuff to say about fear. We might change our mind after I read the definition, but here we go. Here we go. A distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, etc., whether the threat is real or imagined. The feeling or condition of being afraid, uh, a specific instance of or propensity for such a feeling, such as an abnormal fear of heights. Ooh, I have that. Um, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. I know a talented hypnotist that could help you with that. <gasps> really? Yeah. Because I know a talented hypnotist. <laughs> I wonder if they're one and the same. <laughs> could be. Could... <laughs> You were saying. So there we go. Yeah. Well, like, you know, to have fear, to be afraid, to feel apprehensive or uneasy. uneasy. So there it is. Everybody has. Maybe s- that's why I don't something. like the word, because I have some. We all have something. Absolutely. That's what I'm learning. Everybody has something. that it, It's either a, they call it a fear and it's not really a fear. It's like a, you know, like an uneasiness that they just don't like yeah. strongly. Like I have fears. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think you're going to be really good at this. 
So I'm just going to sit back. <laughs> is this going to be like the, the previous season where I said I'm not going to say anything because I have a feeling my co-host is going to have a lot to say? <laughs> yeah. I have a lot to say about this word. Yeah. yeah. It's kind cool. of a wheelhouse for me. So. Awesome. For, without further ado, you were, you, you want to hit us with a meditation have, or something? I have to get us started. Yeah. And um, in, in five elements in Qigong, fear relates to the kidneys mm. okay. and the, the water element and the, um, in the kidney system, the, the negative emotion is fear and insecurity. And on the positive side is peace and tranquility mm. so um in in our we can do just a short little drop in meditation here in regards to transforming fear into peace i like it i think that's that's what we'll do i like it so let's uh just begin with um hands in prayer position in front of the heart and drop your gaze or close eyes if you're comfortable, feel safe to do so. And we'll just breathe, inhaling and exhaling through the nose long, slow, deep breaths, and we'll inhale peace, and exhale fear. Inhale inner tranquility, exhale insecurity. As we exhale, and you can, if you would like to release and let go, you can exhale out through the mouth for a bit more of a release and detox. And slowly inhale, peace. Exhale, fear. And as we exhale and release, we're letting, letting anything that we are feeling fearful about to gently release and float down like leaves falling from a tree, float down to the earth. How our fall leaves have fallen off the tree and now becoming part of the compost of the earth. Inhale peace. Exhale fear. Inhale tranquility. Exhale, insecurity. 
more time. Nice deep breath, inhaling peace. Exhale out fear. Namaste. Namaste. Mm, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So when you were talking about fear and from a Qigong perspective of fear being a water element and being in, in the energy of it residing around the kidneys, um, in the in the chakra world, it fear is in that lower is that solar plexus yes and so it's right up against the sacral which is right there in the kidney energy yeah 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 yep and so when we're we're thinking about you know fear and where it naturally comes into us and where it's rooted it's right there in that area in the solar plexus um it's arises merely out of us not trusting our gut mm -hmm. and you know i won't plug i won't plug my book i won't plug my book i won't plug my book i'll plug your book <laughs> <laughs> no i'm Why not? I, i'm writing okay so i'm writing i'm in the process of finishing up this book called um, virtues of the chakras and when we're talking about that deep-seated emotion of fear and all the emotions that drive from fear in the gut um you know the counter like pat was talking about the counter to insecurities tranquility the counter to fear is peace um the other kind of counter positives um from the virtues of that chakra um, grow confidence and vitality and the reason for uh, for those two is confidence grows in, in in the fear of absence right along with peace because when we start to trust our gut we become confident in our abilities and our surroundings mm -hmm. we know that there's that we don't um, tap into um, you know that fight or flight mode because we know how to respond or you know rather than react mm -hmm. and also out of that when the word vitality i mentioned um is is born out of there when you have this assuredness and this balance in your gut energy because that think about where the solar plexus is there above the belly button and all of the organs, the majority, without, with the exception of your heart and brain, the majority of your vital organs are all right there. Right in that. In that band right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the, the center of your vitality radiates in that area where fear comes in. And if we let fear take over, it's blocking up energy of all of our vital organs with the exception of our heart and our mind. However, it actually blocks up all of the energy of our vital organs because the counter balance of our gut chakra is our third eye. 
So if this is overwhelmed, then the third eye starts to compensate energetically to try to bring balance down there. And then that's pulling energy out of your mind, out of your brain. Well, then when that happens, then we start to feel hopeless. When fear doesn't subside, we feel hopeless and less than confident. And that affects our heart chakra. So fear is a whole body experience because then when we get down to those lower danshian as they call right and yes i love that word i try to use it whenever i can when you get into the lower danshian down in the soul and beyond the solar plexus into the sacral where your authentic life energy begins to form as a human being um you know you talk about being rooted in your fear you know, being stuck and not being able to move, yeah. that's in the root chakra. Yeah. So it's a whole, fear is a whole body experience for those reasons because it affects every single chakra. Um, when we're I, go ahead. I'm, I'm writing that down and that is, that's an aha right there. Well, I'll fear give you a thing. little bit more of an aha because when we're talking about finding that balance, we always go, we, we I shouldn't say we always, but... Typically, people will try to find balance physically. So, overcoming their fear by doing something, that's a metaphor for the fear. Like Chris and I do fire walk every year, right? right? I was just thinking that. Yeah. Walking on, we walk on, my husband and I walk on hot coals, we walk on glass. As a way to overcome whatever fear is holding us back, the glass and the coals are just metaphors for the fear that we're trying to break through. Oftentimes, like we do something like that physically and then it affects us emotionally. Um, and sometimes it'll affect us spiritually too. A lot of times it does. But the reason I started writing this book was because my clients who are very spiritually driven in from a religious aspect were ask, would ask me, how does what I feel in this moment in regards to my chakra energy and all this, how does that relate to my spiritual belief, which I feel is so important, my spiritual wellness as a Christian, when a lot of my practices tell me, you know, over time has told us historically that we shouldn't, that this is out of line with our, our faith practices. So I started doing research based on the scripture, yeah. right? Yeah. And the scripture for this fear, the scripture for, for to overcome the fear or to balance, bring balance into that virtue of the solar plexus chakra is first Corinthians 1510. So there you got a little sneaky peek from the book. First Corinthians 1510. For those of you who want to take a look at that. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. It, I, can't, I can't wait for your book. I, I'm so excited about it. So when people, you know, when you're still looking for a little bit more to tap into that spiritual wellness and your Bible is your go-to, you know, and you're somebody who's trying to really overcome fear or fear is stifling you back and you lean on that word, then hear these words of 1 Corinthians 15.10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was within me. And so the reason I grabbed into that scripture regarding fear is because 
when I when I'm really just stuck in my fear and I have and I'm leaning harder on God to direct me out of whatever I'm afraid of it, it's it, it it's partially by my effort but it is really only by the grace of God yeah. that I get out of yeah. it yeah 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 and so that's kind of oh, what that's... drove the essence of this book that I'm writing is that's oh that's beautiful and I have chills and um, yeah. That's so awesome. when you said, "Oh, this word," I was like, "I'm not worried. I've got a lot to I say." I know. I know. I was just thinking that. I'm like, I take back what I said because um, it's such a important thing to talk about, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just, you know, we're blessed to have you and your knowledge, mm-hmm. and likewise. And, uh, to share and so I always learn stuff from you I'm fascinated by the prospects of Qigong and I find so often a lot of what we talk about is inner we you know well it and it is and actually um it's all energy right the, Pat the um vitality that is like the main principle or quality of the kidneys and the kidney mm. So right, that, right. That's kind of a crossover, and you know the two, the two do cross over the chakras and and um, the qigong principles. Qigong, you know, I'm not gonna try to get into it, but um, <laughs> just trust us; they do. <laughs> and, yeah, they they do. Yeah. And when you're talking, you know, when you talk about fear and, and the in the center, you know, the center, you know, in the solar plexus in that area and kind of then evolving out whole body. Um, I don't know if people are familiar with the the seven natural laws of the universe. Have you heard of that, Pat? I believe so. Yeah, where they talk about like in the crown, there's the law of vibration and in the third eye, it's the law of relativity and so on and so forth. And in the gut, it's the... Um, trying to recall here though that's the law uh in the solar plexus that's the law of polarity which is energy it's all your energy yeah Yeah. (laughs) so when you think about what fear does to you what does it do when what happens pat when you let's explore that for a minute i'm going to put her on the spot i'm not going to hypnotize her on the air here but let's let's just think about that for a minute you said you're afraid of heights right what is it about the heights that makes you frightful or fearful? I'm afraid I'm going to fall. You're afraid you're going to fall. So you're not necessarily afraid of being up high. True. You're afraid you're going to fall. But if I fall from up high, it's going to hurt worse than if I fall from, you know, six inches. Right. And, and, and is it really the fear of falling that you are afraid of? I already know the answer to this. <laughs> Probably not, because... <laughs> Probably, Probably not. The fear of, the fear of uh, getting hurt or dying. Ah, there it is. You're more afraid of... You're, you're, you're afraid of dying. You're not necessarily afraid well, of heights. You're afraid of yeah. what being up high could potentially cause you right yeah 
Do you ever heard of what the the acronym of of fear? False evidence appearing real. Right? Mm, fear. No, I have not. False evidence appearing real. Wow. So let's say let me let me give you another for instance and i'm not saying that your fear is not valid okay because mm-hmm. everybody has a reason for their fear and everybody can overcome their fear okay so you as you, we kind of went through this process it's not necessarily that you're afraid of be of heights you're afraid of what could happen mm-hmm. if if you were to if you were to fall and be injured or gravely injured. Yeah. So let me ask you, let me ask you this. You go for walks. I know the answer to that because I've walked with her. You go yes. for walks. Yes. When you leave the house, do you, what, what do you typically do when you go for a walk? What's the first thing you do when you leave your house? make sure my door is locked and I have my phone mm-hmm. and my keys. Why, why do you do that? Because I don't want anybody to get into my house. Mm-hmm. And if anything happens, I got to have my phone in case something, ha- something it, bad happened. Right. And I have to call somebody to come rescue me. So you... So we as humans are, because you're not alone in that, right? We all we all lock our doors and leave the house and we all make sure we grab our phones. And if we don't have our phones, typically we'll go back in and get our phones. Why? Not because we might need to make a call along the way, but in yeah. case something happens, I'm prepared. Yeah. Every single human is wired that way. I need to yeah. be prepared in case something should happen. So Survival. it's... Say, yeah, so it's safe to say that you probably just don't get on ladders because that's how you prepare. Mm-hmm. So, not so in, in case something should happen, right? You don't you, you you don't have that worry. You don't have that fear necessarily mm-hmm. of heights because you prepare. You ask other people who aren't afraid of heights to get up on ladders or who are more sure of themselves on ladders to get up and do the things. Is that safe to say? Absolutely. Yeah. So, in that same way, you're not necessarily afraid of heights. You are just prepared for other people to do the things that you don't typically like to do. So, it's not a fear. You just, you know. Yeah. You're just. Yeah. This is so. This is. Okay. This is good. <laughs> she's, because. She's on to me now. Thank you for your. <laughs> therapy <laughs> um so this is what just popped into my mind because um i have you know a variety of different fears or phobias mm-hmm. and um and here's one and i know exactly why yeah and it stayed with me my whole life what's that i i don't like and i have a a just a slight fear of escalators. I, I have a hard well, Those things time. are evil. <laughs> well, I mean, they can be. They can be. <laughs> and, and so I, I'm super careful. I, I have to hold on to the railing getting on. Mm-hmm. And when I was a little kid, I was maybe 
I mean, I remember it very distinctly. So I maybe I was four, five, six years old. I don't know. Yeah. And somehow it was probably my mom, and I don't know if any of my my brothers were probably there too. We're at the top of the escalator. Everybody else gets on and starts going down, and I didn't, and I'm up at the top by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Petrified and, like, frozen. And these, I think it was two ladies, two nice ladies, one on each side. to Because, you know, I was a little kid. I was little. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they took my hands and got me on there and got me down to the bottom with the rest of the fam. Helped you feel safe and secure. Right. And Mm -hmm. so ever since then, I have this um, thing where I, I mean, I can do it. I'm fine. I don't avoid them. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm just really careful. And so... I think that's so funny that that popped into my mind. No, there absolutely could be a very I can see good it reason. like it was yesterday. That could be where it started for you. That oh, I'm way up here and I'm a little kitten, and and not only am I way up here and I'm a little kid, and I feel so small and everything feels so big and moving and quick and there's a lot of people, mm-hmm. but now I'm separated from my security, which is my people, yeah. and they're way down yeah. there. And how do I get there? Yeah, that yeah. there's a lot yeah. going on there. Yeah, and yeah. so there's a lot of there's a lot of energetic reasoning as to why you feel that you are afraid of heights. So let me ask you this. If you imagined right now climbing climbing up a ladder, like a regular just six, eight-foot ladder at home, how do you feel about the thought of just climbing Instantly up a ladder? Instantly when you said that, my legs just kind of started to tingle, mm-hmm. and my heart probably started pounding a little harder. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I would be like, no, I can't. So what if instead of, no, I can't, you thought to yourself, you looked at that ladder and you said to yourself, I am sure of my step. Or, think, or, or let, don't let me put the words into you. What, what, what kind of affirmation do you feel? Like saying the negative out loud. If you said, I'm afraid of heights, right? That was your negative affirmation that you said mm-hmm. out there. What, mm-hmm. what would you, what, affirmation would you like to counter that and and without using not so you can't say I'm not afraid of heights what would you say um I can do anything I want I can do anything I want do you believe that no (laughs) (laughs) well then you can't Um, what Henry Ford say? No, Whether you believe you can I, or you can't, then you're right. No, I'm really, I'm, be, I'm honest. I, yeah. I don't believe that 100%. Okay, so what do you believe in regards to that, a positive affirmation regarding your fear of heights? What could be a different way to reframe that into the positive to help you remove the fear? Like I, my example I gave was, I am sure of my step. Do you believe that? No. <laughs> no. So the reason I'm doing this with her is because this is a this is a tough nut to crack. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason I say that is because I'm I'm I am I am going to 
honor your no in that no i don't believe that and yeah, i am afraid of heights yeah, yeah you're being honest so many times we feel we get pressured into you know thinking our fears are just silly and we just need to overcome them and just you know and and and, and there'll be a day where we'll work together and and get through this in a in a process that takes a little more time than maybe what I have right now, but, <laughs> but when you, no, but when you, you got to hypnotize me. Yeah. But when you have, and, and no, and I don't necessarily have to hypnotize you, but when you find that affirmation that works for you, that you believe, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. maybe it's, you know, playing with that idea of, I am sure of my step. I can do, you know, I can do anything or I can do many things or whatever it might be for you. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, maybe any was too strong for you. Is that safe yeah. to say? Yeah. Because you realize that, okay, there are things I can't do because maybe I don't have the skills or whatever, right? So yeah. is, it, is it easier for you to say, I can do many things? Do you believe yeah, that? I can say that, yes. Okay. So how does it feel to say, I can do many things when you're standing at the bottom of that ladder looking up at it? That feels a little better. Okay, fantastic. So can you imagine taking mm -hmm. that first step and saying, I can do many things? Yes. And so how does that feel on that first rung of that step when you say, I can do many things? It feels good. Good, yeah. Um, I, I sense some, something else there. Well, it feels like I could go part of the way. Okay. But not all the way to the top. That's fair to say. So what would part of the way look look like to you? How many how many rungs up? Mm. Five. Five is pretty significant. Five is about what? Let's just take a guesstimate on that ladder. It's about two or three feet off the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How does that feel? Okay. Right. Okay. So you're so little by little you're overcoming that fear of mm -hmm. heights mm -hmm. the reason i do that and i do that exercise with people who have fears like another analogy i use is on that walk analogy okay so you leave the house and you do those things out of an out of an abundance of caution right right so then you leave the house and let's say you're walking and you come to the crossroad there at the corner right in your neighborhood and you want to cross mm -hmm. the street rather than just turn the corner. Maybe you want to cross the street to go into the park or whatever. Mm -hmm. What do you do when you get to the corner? Stop, look, and listen. Stop, look, and listen, because that's what they told us all the way from pre-K right. all the way through. <laughs> the the pre-K teacher comes out in her, right? Stop, look, and listen. That's right. So, um, so, yeah. Do we do that because we're afraid we're going to get hit by a car? Mm -hmm. Partly. Partly, do we but do, do we do partly it? To go be ahead. Cautious. To be cautious. To be cautious. Yeah. yeah. So if you stop at that corner on an abundance of caution to stop, look, and listen to make sure that it's clear at an abundance of caution, and you step into that road, you've done so out of a sense of security, right, and safety. Mm -hmm. If you got to that corner, and you, instead of just pausing there and saying, stop, look, and listen. And if you got to that corner 
and you just stopped, stopped and spread your arms out and said, yeah. oh my God, look out, and nothing was coming, what is that? Overkill. Overkill, right? An abundance <laughs> of fear, not caution. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and, yeah. and not, and, and you wouldn't do that, right? I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So there's a difference between fear and caution. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we're operating in in an abundance of caution when it's really just when and we tell ourselves it's a fear and it's not a fear. Okay. For yeah. example. I'm going to tell on myself here, Pat. And I feel like oh, I've talked God. too much, but I, I told no. you I have a lot to say about fear. You put, you put me in the hot seat, so you got to... It's my turn yeah. to turn the tables. It's only fair. So yes. given that same exercise I just did with, with you, mm-hmm. um, the I have a fear, actually, of, of two things. They're both animals. And one and they um, one of them, I tell my kid and, and my son-in-law Nicholas likes to send me uh, gifs of these creatures just because he knows that they get under my skin, um, and he knows he's he he knows he's on, um, he's he's on alert now. He's on on notice, like <laughs> too many last night, um. So, I I have a I I have I I've I've started to reframe my thinking. So I'll say it the way I used to say it, and I'll say it the way I currently say it. I have a fear of bats and rats. Okay. The way I say it now is I have an aversion to bats and rats because I don't mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of them. I just don't like them. I, I typically just don't like things in my house flying that shouldn't be. I'm annoyed by houseflies that get in. I don't yeah. typically kill anything. Like, if I see a centipede, I will scoop it up and put it outside. As spiders, too. They don't bother me. I'll scoop them up and put them outside. Flies, I will swat and kill because I think they're gross. But yeah. um, bats get in the house. Um, I am underneath... Like six blankets with a pillow or two, a fortress of pillows around my head, because I don't want it to bite my face off. <laughs> yeah, that's where I, mean, I go. That's just yeah, that kind of gives me the creeps too. Yeah, and we had a bat, or we thought, we thought had we had a bat get in the house here. We had a bat get in our old house, um, and you know, I I was I was in you know, Fort Fort Nora, and on my cell <laughs> on my cell phone. With my husband in the basement, and I'm on the cell phone with my son-in-law, who he's now my son-in-law, going, I need Nick to come over, and and get this thing out of my basement. And why why did Nick get tapped? I don't know, because he was he's a farm he's a farm guy, so I figured okay. they're not afraid of things, so Nick can come over and get this thing out of my basement. They yeah. they nobody could find the thing, so I didn't. I I made my husband move all of my art supplies upstairs for two years because I wouldn't paint down in my art studio anymore because I didn't know that thing was going to come out of somewhere. Yeah. But I, I now say I have an aversion to it just because of that. So anyway, I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, the rats. Um, I grew up on a farm and we had things get in our house. 
Yeah. You know, we had animals, we had chickens and pigs and things like that. And, you know, those, those things find the feed and they just creeped me yeah. the hell out. Yeah. Um, oh. I can't watch oh. them on movies. Um, yeah. I just choose not to. Yeah. Um, for me, it's not a stifling fear. Mm-hmm. Big, except obviously, like people were like, "Really, you're hiding under blankets? It's not stifling you. You freeze <laughs> and you." And, 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 it's a it's a degree of stifling. It's a degree of stifling. I don't let it completely control my life. And the fact that I do still walk outside and I see birds flying, and I don't go <gasps> and go back in the house. Right. Right. So it doesn't it doesn't overwhelm and consume my life like fears typically do. Aversions to them, it's like I don't want them in the house. They don't belong in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so I've learned to reframe how I feel about them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I'm and I'm working on that. So um, yeah. Reframing Every, is a big thing, isn't it? It it's very helpful tool to help us. You know, and, and some people use it to eliminate, like completely eliminate a negative and just com- re- reframe it in a different light. And that, that's good. That has its purpose. I like reframing, but I also like, I, I call I call negatives perceived negatives because oftentimes, we, like, like fear, we throw it into yeah. that bucket of it's just a negative yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. But we don't, we're, we're often too quick to do that without really taking time to go, oh, why does, why is that there? Well, and we create, we create mm. these things yeah. in our minds, right? Absolutely. A lot of times, the, that's what you're saying, the yeah. perceived negative. Yeah. And the one th- huge thing is our body doesn't know the difference. No. Our body doesn't know if it's real or something we've conjured up in our mind. Mm-hmm. So your body could go into fight or flight just thinking about oh, yeah. a bunch of rats. Not even... I could go downstairs. They're not I, there. Nope. Yeah. I, yeah, I could see a shadow of something in the corner and I'm going to stop and go, what was that? Yeah. And run yeah. back upstairs probably and go... Can you go down and get the laundry? You know, because <laughs> yeah, I mean, we. I love that. you, but it won't eat your face off. <laughs> yeah. We do this all the time. We do. Our, our, we can create these quote-unquote stresses or fears or um, anxieties. Uh, fill in the blank. Um, we create in our mind yeah every i was going to share this with you we do create it we do create it every single human being born has has fears and the reason i know that that's true is because of my years of studying people and how we behave Mm -hmm. um every single person born is born with only two natural fears the rest of them are learned from society and our upbringing Mm -hmm. one of those fears is the fear of falling from a height so really yes think about when you have think about when 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 you see a baby pat 
right? And you, yeah. you know how sometimes people will do the thing like they, they we don't toss babies anymore because we all know why, right? But sometimes you'll you know you put the baby up and you you know you you mm-hmm. you're not shaking like them, playing, but you're jostling them, them or yeah. or or you're you're holding them securely, but you might like let your arms go to make them feel like they're weightless, right? And that you're gonna drop yeah. them, but you're not. So we right. play with the babies in this way. You know, that's why, you know, research has shown that every ba- every baby's born with this, uh, this fear of falling. Um, and that's why when you playfully do that, like when you have that kind of jarring thing happen, they cry. You know, typically, unless you've got, you know, a, one that's uh, got a warp, born with a warped sense of humor, which they happen sometimes, rarely do they laugh when you, when you, you know, do this actions, um, they, they begin to cry because physically, you know, it's probably doing something to their, their little brain sloshing around in there, you know, that doesn't feel good. We think that it does. Um, typically when we're doing that action and we're laughing, they're mocking us, they're mimicking us. They're not really laughing because they're happy. And, and so they'll cry, but, um, in extreme, like if people who have extreme fears of height, it can be, um, you know, and so I don't want to make light of it. I do help people with, you know, who have an actual fear, but I talk with them through this process to see if they're actually afraid of, of heights, because when people have an extreme fear of heights and it's not just an aversion to falling or falling and being hurt or whatever. Um, sometimes I, you know, having these conversations with clients who call about their fears of heights, I have to refer out to their, their doctor. Cause ultimately sometimes I uncover from us spiritually that they're, they, they have vestibular issues or their body's not able to balance itself properly. So sometimes I have to refer out to, you know, to PT Patty or have suggest that they call their doctor, um, you know, to, to check these things out before we remove their aversion to fear, because maybe it's something physical that's really driving this. And that happens sometimes, oftentimes not, but sometimes the other fear I said too, the other fear Mm -hmm. that we're all born with is a fear of loud noises. Think about when you drop something and what's a baby do, right? They jerk. Oh. They, yeah. you know, they, yeah. they, and, uh, so every, every human also is born with the sphere of loud noises. And when we, we think about when something's really loud for us, like it's, we, we cover our ears or, um, you know, we scrunch up our face cause we get annoyed because when we hear a loud noise, our subconscious mind sets our body into fight or flight. We got to run. Without even, without any kind of permission, it's an automatic thing. We just, we got to go. We got to get the hell out of here. That loud noise, something bad's going to happen. That's built in. It's built in. It's part of who you are. So we can work to make those more of, in in tools with self-awareness, we can work to make them more of an aversion um, and and to work to, to help them, help you understand why they're there, but... I don't typically help you remove them. I might help you remove aspects of them or help you understand them better so that they're less jarring and, and things like that. Yeah. 
um, you know, sometimes we, you know, fear, fears, like I said, fears can be very stifling. And so I don't, you know, go into that lightly and say, you know, that, oh, I can help you overcome it. I can, but sometimes we have to do some really good motivational interviewing to understand why people feel yeah. a certain way. Yeah. So we said a lot. Very interesting. It is. I'm glad yeah. you picked that word. Yeah, and folks, go to havenhypnosis.com because <laughs> this woman right here, she really can help you. Uh, I know. Thanks for the plug. From personal experience. Yes. <laughs> havenhypnosisandwellness.com or Haven Hypnosis Ohio on Facebook. Yes. I, 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 can, I, I, I did some pretty good work in that office, I think. I think so, too. <laughs> Yeah, and very, very interesting, and um, I think it also shows that, um, and I'm not trying to minimize what you do by any means, but a few questions that get someone thinking about something in a different way mm -hmm. can be that beginning of, of change. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and that's right up there with what we call kind of conversational hypnosis. Sometimes if I can just mm -hmm. help you to understand why that might be, you know, and and help it to become more of an aversion rather than, then that's yeah. enough to help you get over something. So, um, yeah. And even saying a, a different word probably makes a difference. Framing Just it in a different saying, way. Yeah. yeah, not saying the word fear, saying aversion. Mm -hmm. but even that takes some of the tension yeah. off the word. When you think fear, like mm -hmm. I said, that whole body kind of thing happens. But when you think of aversion, it hits in different spaces. It doesn't fall yeah. on you in a whole body kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. Well, with that being said, I suppose it's my turn to wind down this podcast when we come back yeah. I'll do a brief meditation on this word fear and maybe give you some more spiritual support around you know what you can do to manifest the uh, understanding that you need regarding fears so stay tuned you have a word you want Pat and I to consider for a future episode, you can leave it on our Facebook page at Unscripted Energy or email us at unscriptedenergy at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back. Welcome back to Unscripted Energy. So, the word of the week is fear. And I talked earlier about, you know, the prospect of fear from, um, you know, 1 Corinthians verse that we talked about. And I thought, you know, for the sake of this meditation that I'm going to take you through, um, that I would tap into that maybe a little bit deeper to help us to just kind of understand, um, you know, 
what we can learn about fears when they arise in our life and are they truly fears or is it just an abundance of caution and and is that okay is it okay to be cautious so that we can be secure in our surroundings secure in ourselves? um i think it is okay um, or is it just an aversion something we don't like we all have things we don't like in life we don't have to love everything um, but we can approach something and have it be more an aversion and not a fear and um, fears stifle us aversions we can are just obstacles that we can work through so with that being said wherever you are and whatever you're doing i invite you to drop into this place and if you feel comfortable doing so and it's safe for you to do so go ahead and close your eyes and allow yourself to gaze inward and as we take this journey through this idea of fear and where it falls upon us i want me to think a moment for a moment about you know what fears may show up in your life and what they might look like what they what they are and without reliving the trauma of the fear like you're watching a movie and you see it kind of on the screen for a flash and it disappears into the into the vastness into the emptiness and then just allow yourself to sit in the emptiness with the fear release it's gone, it's out of the way, it's out of mind, out of body, out of spirit for this moment. And this moment. And this moment. And we think for a moment about how that fear has shown up for us in our lives, maybe how it's held us back, maybe where it came from. Maybe we were born with it. Maybe we can do something about it. And we can. We notice our breath. And as that breath comes in and out of our body, where there's breath, there's hope. And where there's hope, Fear cannot exist. Fear is transformed into caution, into aversion with hope. And when we breathe in that hope, fear dissolves into the awareness all around and throughout. When we breathe in that hope and we breathe out and release the fear, fear and its tension, stress, just dissolve into the fullness of awareness that's around and throughout our mind, body, and spirit. It's that hope that we feel in our heart center in the spirit of our counsel the counsel of the divine 
You may breathe into that heart space that hope continues to grow and be fortified. As we breathe into that hope, into the heart space, begin to understand what the fear was truly trying to tell us. And in that heart space, the word of Acts 9, verse 31 comes in. And they had peace and were edified and walking in the fear and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And they were multiplied. Fear not. Allow the hope and the peace to abide. Because it's in that verse of 1 Corinthians 15 that we spoke of earlier, but by the grace of God. I am what I am and his grace toward me did not prove vain. I am what I am by the grace of God. And fear just in that arrival of faith and hope and peace. In the arrival of faith and hope and peace, we begin to understand that fear just dissolves into the fullness of awareness that's around and throughout. And in that awareness, we become more alert and aware, more sure of our step. Abundantly cautious, but moving forward through life with grace and peace and security and tranquility. The spirit of the might, the power and the force within. As we breathe in and trust our gut, we feel that energy within us, in our heart center, that hope and that love, the trust in our belly, the security and the power in our sacral, the sense of belonging in our root. The truth in our voice, the peace of mind in our third eye, in our connection to our virtues, in our strengths, in our faith. Namaste. And thank you for being with us for 16 beautiful episodes of season three of unscripted energy with that signing off from season three be well stay safe peace
been listening to Unscripted Energy, a podcast by hosts Nora Noble and Pat Jones. The viewpoints on Unscripted Energy are those solely of the hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of our followers or commentators. Thank you for tuning in to Unscripted Energy.